Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge. He got this is Desmond Johnson on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And what's going on, Believe Faithfuls, the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Been gone for a little bit back again i'm your host desmond johnson joined by sports illustrated panthers beat writer skylar callahan and the panthers all-time leading rusher jonathan stewart you can hit us up on youtube.com forward slash at tobacco road sports radio or on the facebook watch of this video uh it's an open mailbag as it typically is whenever we're on uh, i know we've been gone for it's been, been a little bit a uh, couple weeks i think since last time we did an episode so um, this is the season finale, uh, it, technically the 2022 season finale. Uh, we were just talking off camera. It was around about the time we stopped last year, right after the draft. So uh, we're going to take a little hiatus after this episode, be back sometime in July. I know rookie minicamp starts tomorrow. Um, so there's other things I can steer you towards to get your Panther information. But uh, we'll, we'll all be back uh, sometime in July, probably right around uh, the beginning of training camp. Uh, are they still doing it in Wofford? Skyler, are they still down there or did yeah. they move? They're still down in Wofford. Okay. So they're down in Wofford. I might try to get down there this year. Um, so we'll see about that and just, uh, you know, just rate and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio, where you get all your info from there about when we'll be back in July. Uh, before we get going here, we're going to review the draft and get a chance to do that yet. Uh, when you get these guys' opinions on the picks and a little bit of Panther news, had a couple signings, and it is scheduled release day in the NFL. It's an- yet another holiday. The NFL basically dominates the calendar. Uh, with random events just like this that that take up the sports headlines in April, May, June. Uh, we'll go through what we know uh, at this moment. I think the full thing is at 8 o'clock tonight. So uh, we got a couple that have leaked out already, so we'll talk about that in terms of the, the Panthers. But before we get going, a word from our sponsors over at Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL, pro and college basketball, UFC to MMA, and more, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores from almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to their website today. Use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. That is betonline.ag, where the game starts. And where I'd like to start today is actually a quick review of our. Draft class uh, ended up with five picks. We didn't get a chance to talk about them after uh, we did it, so uh, I'd like to kind of get into it now. Um, of course, the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, we knew from our last episode he was probably going to be that guy. Uh, Stu, Skyler, thoughts on Bryce Young being the future of the Carolina Panthers' number one overall pick? Stu, you want to you kick us off? Like I said, man, before, you know, going into the – 2023 draft i think everybody's opinions are all over the place um but just like you know when you do a little bit of studying or a little bit of research rather than just you know thinking that you are the uh you know the 
I don't know, the the master brilliant, you know, scout <laughs> that knows everything. Mill Kuiper. Um, yeah. Um, I think once you actually do digging, it's like it's a no-brainer. Um, Bryce Young's talent, not just you know his ability to play football, but just to lead, um, lead a group of men. I think is um, the lethal weapon that the Carolinas pick, Carolina Panthers picked up. Um, I think he he's a, a great communicator um, from from the talks and. Uh, his football mind, um, the brilliance there, his understanding of the game and spacing, and you know the awareness of of you know where he can you know point guard a game. I think that's you know really what we got in the quarterback. Skyler, your thoughts on Bryce Young? It feels like the um, the questions about his size or whatever, it sounds, it feels like that's all coming from outside of Panthers camp now, now that we've actually picked him. Like, oh, he's still a little, blah, blah, blah. But the, my retort has been, look, P.J. Walker was 5'11". You know what I mean? Like, we didn't talk about his size at all. Not, not that I can remember. And he's only an inch taller than Bryce. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about the the worries that we had before. What were your thoughts when they announced Bryce Young number one overall I mean, for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really shocked. I don't think anybody was. It was the worst kept secret in the NFL. But – um, I mean, really, you go back to maybe two or three weeks before the draft when everything really started to lean his direction. I started to look more and more at what he did at Alabama. And, I mean, he's just the most pro-ready player in this entire draft. It doesn't matter position. He is he is ready to go. And that's why they went up and got their guy at number one because they sat at nine. I mean, you're probably taking Will Levis, and it's a reach. Or you're trading up a few spots and – you're trading up a few spots and you're getting the third best quarterback, maybe an Anthony Richardson. So wh- I think when you look at this whole quarterback class, like I, I still feel very strongly about CJ Stroud. My thing with CJ Stroud is I don't think he's as ready to be a successful quarterback in the NFL right away as Bryce Young is. Now, the only reason why I kind of kept leaning towards him in this entire process is because of the size. Now, Again, I'm not concerned with Bryce's height. I could give two craps about it. It's the slenderness. We've talked about this many, many times. He's 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 a tiny guy, and he is, but you have to trust in your nutrition people. You have to trust in your strength coaches, and you have to trust in Bryce Young. And if you get Bryce and those two other aspects of your organization on the same page, then there's really nothing to worry about because as far as the game is concern there's no red flags at all yeah i would totally agree with that in terms of he seemed like the safest pick. well not the safest pick he seemed like the more he is, he is the uh, safest pick. what was that he is the safest pick I yeah yeah i mean for the most i mean considering everything was in the top 10 and what we went up to go what we gave up to go up to number one to secure him i found out that uh minnesota was trying to actually get bryce young too or he was the only quarterback they would have traded up for um yeah, man, Will Levis. It seems like every year there's one guy in the green room that hey, Mel Kiper is hyped like, for months, and he's just sitting there. <laughs> like the we were talking about it last or during our mock draft about the uh, Malik Willis, yep. and, and how that was kind of like the same thing this year with with Will Levis. So, yep. is um, yep. where did he end up going? Did he go to Tennessee? And, and, yeah, he went to Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> he probably kind of was going to probably end up anyway. That Tennessee was just smart enough to be like, we well, don't need to put a first round pick on this dude. 
come back around. But were, but were they smart enough? We'll Would you rather have Malik Willis or Will Levis? I mean, they got both. Oh, yeah, they got both. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to choose <laughs> eventually, I would think. But, I think man. at that point, they need they need to have a veteran presence that can come in there and compete for a job. But I, we, won't, we won't spend too much time on nah, Tennessee Titans. They're just wide open. This is, this, is a, this is a Believe in Pampas network. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, here just gigging it. <laughs> Out of the other four draft picks they had, because they had to give up one uh, to move up when they drafted DJ Johnson in the third, which actually raised some eyebrows. Out of the other four picks, which one of these four is the one that intrigues you the most? Uh, Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver from Ole, uh, from Ole Miss. DJ Johnson, the edge rusher from Oregon. Chandler Zavala, uh, offensive lineman from NC State. And Jamie Robinson, the safety they got in the fifth round uh, out of Florida State. Out of those four which guy are you looking at that could make an instant impact? Uh, Chandler Zavala. Um, I think, you know, with, uh, you know, the injuries that we had the very last game of the season to our offensive line, I think them, you know, getting Chandler in here, um, getting him in a mix of the things and getting him loaded into the depth. Um, I'm excited to see them taking, you know, the notion and, and the side to protect their quarterback. Um, so I think he's going to be able to have an impact at some point during the season. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and steal another turn here and say, <laughs> and say that uh, Jamie Robinson. He's interesting. He's he interesting. has, I think he has, uh, he has an opportunity. I'm going to put it that way to come in here and, and make a statement, especially with this defense that we're about to see next year with the three, four, um, you know, you're going to, the Carolina Panthers are going to d- depend heavily on the secondary um, to, to step up and make plays um, in this, in the secondary though. Like I think this is going to be a defense that's going to be able to fly around, you know, back there and, you know, wherever the ball is, they're going to be able to scope it out. And he seems like that type of guy. Thieves have. Uh, yeah. 2.0. And um, you think about Jamie, too, like a lot of these rookie success kind of depends on the situation they walk into. And it's not just the quarterback spot. Like he's going to come in. He's going to have Jeremy Chin. He's going to be bouncing back and forth. But you're going to have Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, Vaughn Bell, Eric Rowe, Sam Franklin. Like there's a lot of veteran talent that he's going to be working alongside. And he's not going to have to be rushed onto the field in week two or three. Like, there's going to be an yeah. actual chance for him to sit and develop. But I, I got to agree with, with Stu, too. I think Chandler Zavala is going to be the absolute biggest steal of this entire draft. Yeah. I really do. He, he will start by year two, 100%. He, hell, he might get some starts this year from what Federer was saying yeah, earlier in the week with uh, Austin Corbett not going to be ready for the start of the season. Uh, yeah, Zavala and Icky played together at NC State. I think they were roommates or something like that. So uh, they played side by side each other. I, I when they grabbed him, I was like, "That's a great pick." Like I'm surprised he's actually yeah. still there. Uh, good pick with Icky. They can grow together on that that side. The chemistry, the chemistry that's already there. Yeah, man. I was like, "Oh, that's that's a great pick for me." Fitty. I'm gonna I'm gonna well go ahead, Skyler. Fitty was sweating when it got towards the that that pick in the fourth round, like early part of portion of the fourth round they were thinking he was going to be long gone by the time they were on the board at what was it 113 or 114 so yeah 
for them, that was a an absolute steal. And again, you could argue the DJ Johnson thing, and you're always going to have these types of picks in the draft where they they had to go get somebody that could get after the pass rush or could rush the passer. And it's tough because obviously the college production wasn't there, but he only played the position really full time for one year. He's an older guy. He's bounced around, played different positions, even played tight end. But the good thing is he's got the all, all the traits that you want. I mean, this kid is freakishly athletic. So if he puts it all together with this coaching staff, I think they can get it out of him. Oh, yeah. I think they were. I think people were more worried about them giving up a pick to go up to get him. I didn't care about that in the middle rounds. By, by the time you get to the middle rounds, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Go with third in there or whatever, or fourth or whatever it was that we ended up. What was it, a seventh or whatever we threw in there to move up? Because uh, Robinson was in the fifth, did we give up a six? Uh, there were we. Had, I think they had two fourths. They did have two fourths, so they gave one of those up, and I can't remember what the other one was. But uh, I it wasn't. I, yeah. it wasn't. I, I'm going to go with Jonathan Mingo, the second round pick, the wide receiver. You go get a wide receiver for Bryce Young. Uh, by all which, the by the, which, by the way, I was uh, I was uh, blessed to be able to. You are. I was. Oh, yo, I'm sitting in my house. <laughs> I'm sitting in my house watching the draft. I'm looking at my kids like I know him. I know that yeah. dude. I know him. I almost, I almost <laughs> me- hey, I almost messed up and said Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> when did you know that it was Jonathan Mingo? Was it just when you started to read it, or did they tell you beforehand? Yeah, how's that so work? I got I got the card right before I went up. So right when I got the card, I knew it was Jonathan Mingo. But still, as you're reading it, I'm yeah. reading it, and I start seeing the name Jonathan. I'm like, oh, Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I just like Jonathan Stewart. Second round. Oh, wait. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, just, like, gotcha. Oh, oh. Gotcha. It's Jonathan Mingo, fool. <laughs> Mingo seems like the type to uh, to fill out this wide receiver room. Is this wide receiver room the deepest it's been in, like, hey, ever? I'm tell you something. <laughs> The surprise is in that there's a surprise in that room. I can tell you all this. Like, I think we're looking like as you sit back and look at like what has transpired, the things that coach has said in 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 like the meetings, the the interviews, and what they're building and what they've like paid given their attention to. Like Lavishka. Mm-hmm. We even talked about him. Like, Man, listen, listen to me. Just be, just, just be ready. That's all I gotta say. He's like a. Um, I just have a. I, have a feel, I feel like we. I feel like he's been underutilized. First of all, he was over there in stinky, stinky Jacksonville Jaguarsville. <laughs> so. So they didn't know what to do because they were trying to develop a quarterback and make sure that the quarterback was good. And they had a terrible coaching staff before and all this stuff. So, yeah. So think about it, man. Like what kind of guy, what kind of guy like him is going to thrive in that environment? And then, you know, he comes, comes mid midway through the year this year, you know, makes, makes a couple plays here and there, but now he's under some, some leadership that, actually knows what they're doing and you got receivers in that room that know what they're doing like listen you got vets you got rookies you got, you got vets yeah yeah mm. like there's there's a couple of players in that room that i'm just gonna say 
Watch out. Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think who do you, like if you had to pick right now, who would start at wide receiver? Thielen, Marshall, and and Shark. Yeah, Chark. Oh yeah, Chark. Chark. See, I forgot yeah. we even had him. Yeah, Chark. Chark. Chark is another one. Boy, Some of these dudes ain't gonna make the roster. They can't carry twelve wide receivers. Like, can they? <laughs> I think. I think they they might be able to carry more than we think because I think like Lavishka, he's like look at him, he's big, bro. He's like two thirds. Play running back. Too. Play running he can back. Play running back. Yeah, yeah like almost Duda, like uh, the dude from Atlanta, Debo, uh, or no, like Debo Samuel. Debo, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, was out there breaking tackles. Man, I'm I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. That was the main one. I I, I saw something about Jamie Robinson, uh, about him having kind of like a chip on his shoulder. You know, there was a bunch of teams that skipped me. I shouldn't have lasted this long. I like that in my secondary guys. Yeah. I like him. And, you know, and I like that too. It, it reminded me of the fact that Scott Fitter is one of the architects of the Legion of Boom in Seattle, and a lot of those dudes were not first round picks. They were like middle to late round picks. I think uh, Richard Sherman was like a fourth round pick. Cam Chancellor was like a middle round pick. Uh, I think like Browner was the only one that was like a first round pick, but the rest of them, they kind of just scooped. They, they went after a certain size and a certain type and, yeah. and grabbed them. And Robinson's 5'11, 190, uh, pretty aggressive at safety. I could see them kind of building something similar to that uh, in Carolina to go with Dante and to go with JC Horn and to go with Jeremy Chin. Like they already kind of got the foundation right there already. There's need a couple more pieces. Uh, to make it sound, but like Frank Wright said uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, especially when it comes to like uh, offensive line, you can never have enough of them. Apparently, like we kind of learned that at the end of the year. You know, we lost two yeah, two guys season yeah. finale. You know, depth depth is everything. Depth is everything. So, and speaking of which, uh, in Panther news uh, earlier this week, and maybe um, Skyler can give us a little bit on this, but the Panthers did re-sign offensive lineman Cam Irving back on a one-year deal. Uh, I, I didn't realize he had been here for two years or whatever already. Yeah. So um, shout out to them bringing back Irvin. I, I know a lot of Panther fans aren't big fans of his, but uh, again, he brings some depth and much needed experience on that offensive line. And like we saw before that, you know, uh, you can never have too many offensive linemen. So he does well in that role as, as a swing tackle. And I mean, I th- they used him a bunch in jumbo sets last year. And I, I think they'll kind of use that same role for him this year too, because I mean, when you've got the, the offensive line that you have and you also have the running backs that you have, that you have an opportunity to put some, some, what was that? The big, the Arby's package or whatever it was called last year. That might oh, be something. Yeah. <laughs> they brought in like eight linemen. <laughs> I think it was actually James Camp in that, that started that. I, yeah. so, I mean, that may be something that actually carries over. God, but, that was, man, that, I remember because they were like at the 50 yard line and they they lined up like goal line, like jumbo with like. They, they had wall. Camp, <laughs> Kate Mays out there. Like it was. It was a wall of meat. Seven offensive linemen. Beautiful. Yeah, the demons like well, I, we don't even like what we don't know what's about to happen, and they got the first down. I remember that, and they started pulling it out a little bit more at random spots of the field. So they should probably call that. They should call that formation Brazilian Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, you can eat. Come get all. Of it. Um, I do want to uh, give a quick mention to a couple of these UDFA's that they signed because I think there's actually a few yeah. of them that could actually either make the roster or end up on the pra- practice squad. Don't know how to pronounce his first name, 
but it's a cornerback from Oregon State. I think his name is Rezon Wright. Rezon Wright. He's one to watch out for, mainly because the corner depth is just – it's not quite there yet. Um, I would expect they're probably going to add another veteran at some point between our uh, training camp. But you have him, Nash Jensen from North Dakota State on the offensive line is a guy they're really high on. Bumper pool, arguably the best name out there in football right now, <laughs> linebacker. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, got to also mention the running back from App State, Cam Peoples, who looks oh, really, really good. I like Cam yeah. Peoples. I've seen him a couple of He's times. Big too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he can. Well, he, like, he like 225, like 6'6". Somewhere in that range, I believe. Let me go find his uh, thing because I watched him a couple of times. I mean, over the years. Cuba and Miles Sanders, they're the only two locks in that room. Like Raheem yeah. Blackshear did a really good job on kick returns last year, but he didn't really factor in as a rusher. So if if Cam Peoples has a strong training camp, he might be there. He can he can yeah. make that he can make this roster. Like I, I especially I like a short especially like a short yardage guy. He's six one two he's, he's six one two seventeen. Oh man, he gonna he gonna fall for a first down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ran a four six one forty at the combine. Uh 37 inch ver- dang, 37 inch vertical jump. Okay, playing so the wrong see. sport, brother. You should be playing some basketball. Like what? <laughs> He's jumping 30, 37 inches on a vertical. All right. <laughs> so I mean he he uh he he's had some runs, man. He he's he's had some games. Um he ranked tenth in FBS with eleven hundred twenty four rushing yards. Uh oh, Gaudy numbers. He said a bowl record. He said an NCAA bowl record with 317 rushing yards on just 22 carries against North Texas in the uh, 2020 Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, he had five rushing scores in that game too. Mm. Yeah, I think he's gonna make this I, team. <laughs> he's I cool. ranked all 13 of the undrafted free agents that they signed. So if you want to check out, get a little bit more of a background on who these guys are. Who's got a chance? Go to the SI Panthers. Check it out. One to 13, got them all. Yeah, so that so those those guys too, and there and a lot of those guys are going to be showing up uh, for rookie minicamp tomorrow. Uh, it does begin tomorrow, so we'll get a chance to start getting some information about what's going on with the Panthers and everything else. You know, everything's pretty much twenty four seven, three sixty five now with uh, with football. Uh, the, it is the day of the schedule release uh, in the NFL. The NFL and I think the NBA starting to catch on a little bit, but the NBA does this a lot in the summer. Like as soon as their season's over their free agency period dominates the headlines, even though they're not playing anymore. The NFL has been doing this for about 15 years where like there's, they'll steal your shine. Like it's the NBA playoffs, the Stanley cup playoffs. Let's drop our schedule release <laughs> right here on a Thursday and just let everybody talk about it for a week. And we'll just leak out a couple of games leading up to it. Just so you have to talk about it for like a week and a half. And then boom, we're going to throw this thing out. We already know the teams your team is going to play. We gave that to you like a year ago. <laughs> so like we already know, but we're sitting there like, oh, who are we going to play? Who are we going to play? The Panthers have had two games leak out uh, as of this taping. I've got five. You've whoo, see, that's what happens ooh, when you got a insider on here. Okay. Yeah, look at my man. Okay, so let's step back. Well, let, well, can I, let me give okay, it to my abs so I, feel, so I feel important, and then I'm going to step out the way so Skylar can <laughs> give us. Actually, you can confirm if these are right or not because I have. Uh, Atlanta week one on the road. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I've got Green Bay. I think we're hosting Green Bay and newly incumbent first stringer Jordan Love at quarterback week 16. You got that one too? Yeah. So I got those two. And the other three that I've got are 
Um, I'll save the best one for last. So uh, week eight versus the Texans at home, mm. week 17 at Jacksonville. Mm. And the best one is, yeah, uh, week two, home opener, Monday night football against the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. Really? Ooh, okay. So, All right. That's <laughs> what yeah, this is this is set up for success. Listen, <laughs> I would expect <laughs> that. Listen, well, I mean, we'll see if, if it actually happens. That's every from. Every if that's the case, bro, we about to really go in. I uh-huh. love the fact that we st- we get the chance to start off the season with these two division opponents. Yep. Because out the gate, everybody's going through their funk. We ain't got no funk over here, Mm-mm. okay? So we got to be coming out guns blazing. Bryce Young about to go out there and show off who he is. We're going to protect, and we're going to mollywop the Falcons. Is the Saints at home? Did you say that was in Charlotte? And then yeah. we're going to give yeah, – so and we're going to give – and we're going to Dang. And then we're going to give the Saints the business. I might try to go to that game. I might try to get them. Oh, the of course. Of course. Hey, bro, if you said you was going to try to go to training camp, you go in the training camp with seeing Bryce Young. Yeah. So absolutely you're gonna to try to go to that game. Uh-huh. That's Bryce Young's first Monday night football game. Uh-huh. God, man, the paint will be loud. Say that again, Skyler. Minnesota's apparently week four as well at home. Kirk Cousins coming home or coming in here. Yeah. I don't trust Minnesota. Well, I've never really trusted them, but that that division is wide open too. There's a lot of divisions that are just wide open for the taking. Uh, the AFC South. The, the last time Minnesota came here, I mean, that was a game Carolina should have won. Went to overtime. You know what happened? When was the last time we played Minnesota? Twenty one or yeah, twenty one. Oh, was that the Teddy Bridgewater uh, goal line game where he? he no, that that was Green Bay. This was the one. Uh, they were playing – I think they were playing well almost the entire game, had a chance to win, or they were playing like crap. That's what it was. They played <laughs> awful the entire game, I think. Quote me on this, but I think they were playing terribly the entire game. They came back, tied it up. They go to overtime, and there was some busted coverage, I think, and they just threw one up and touched down in overtime on the first drive. I can't remember who the guy mm. called it. May have been BC Johnson. I can't remember, but I vaguely remember that because that that was during a stretch during well the whole time rule was here. That felt like that's how we were losing games. Like we didn't really get blown out or like a team didn't just stomp us, but we did yeah, just not, things let's wrong. Let's not talk about the past. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the future. Uh, the, the transition is beautiful. Uh, I love. I really hope that we play two division games back to back. Run that, um, run that back one more time, Skyler. The ones you have. So, week one at Atlanta. Week two at home against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Week four at home against the Vikings. Week eight against the Texans at home. Week sixteen against the Packers at home. Or week seventeen at Jacksonville. That's what I have. I don't like I said. I can't guarantee that that's a hundred percent, but we'll see. That Jacksonville game might be. Very interesting. I'm surprised they're 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 giving us an AFC opponent in week 17. Usually, uh, I can't remember if it was last year, or the year before. I thought there was an AFC opponent week 17. They usually end the year with two divisional opponents. Yeah, but I don't know. It feels like we always play Atlanta or or the Saints at the very end, 
or Tampa. Well, those would be New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans has been the first. Uh, they've played New Orleans at home. This will be the third straight year now they've played New Orleans at home in the first three weeks of the season. I think the last three years they've also ended, or two of the last three years or something like that, they've ended the season with New Orleans on the road. I can't remember exactly, but. I, and plus the way that these teams are, are put together, like we get to see Atlanta and New Orleans in the first two weeks, and they're dealing with basically brand new like they don't Atlanta doesn't have enough. Like that's how I kind of look at them. They're, they're just not ready yet. They're still kind of they're like in year two of like a four-year rebuild, is what it feels like. And the Saints, I don't I don't trust or like Dennis Allen. Like I never understood them hiring him. Yeah, I think he has a losing record as an NFL head coach and Kamara's older. Thomas is older. Thomas didn't even play last year, did he? He might have got one or two games then. Yeah, he played. He played. He he was out like a lot with that foot or whatever was going on. And then uh, you've got Derek Carr coming in here who, yeah, he puts up numbers, but can he he go get a division for you? And a division like ours is so wide open. I mean, just looking at what everybody did in the draft and what we did and free agency and everything else, I feel like Carolina's best equipped to go win the NFC South. Like, is that is that crazy? <laughs> is that nuts or not at all? Okay, not okay. at all. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I'm just like I'm sitting here trying to convince myself otherwise, and I'm like, nah, nah. They they they're doing everything right. They did everything they said they were going to do, and then they went out and did it. Like all of it. They they've not yeah. been scared. They've been. It's almost like they're playing with house money. Like. I, I like it. I, I'm not used to this as a Panther fan. Uh, <laughs> I've told people a lot. You know, we were used to we used to conservative front offices and conservative. Well, listen, you know, I better get we get we better get used to it then. They're gonna you know be doing like fourth and eight from like the 35 and <laughs> just whatever. Like they're just gonna just keep giving us like stuff we don't expect from out of them. Um, I don't have anything else news wise other than that i didn't even know any games but that packers game i feel um that'll be a fun one too which i don't know if i mentioned that's that's on christmas eve at home so remember last year uh the coldest game ever had the detroit the the, (laughs) teams complaining about the turf so we'll see uh, beat the brakes off the mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, complete Detroit did not want to be there that day like at all <laughs> they were ready to get back on the bus and go yeah, Stu even told us he's like man these dudes in warm-ups don't look like they want to be yeah you did yeah I remember that you remember you texted us like they don't look like they want to be here <laughs> and then we watched on TV and that's exactly how it played out like they didn't want to get touched they, to go, they couldn't wait to go home and celebrate <laughs> Christmas <laughs> so we'll we'll uh which I'm trying to see if I pulled a couple of things, but I think we hit, hit everything. Cam, Ir- Cam Irving signed. The Atlanta thing came from Zach Klein of WSB. I've never heard of him before, but everyone's kind of tried to cover their tracks by saying, hey, look, that came from him. <laughs> so, like, if that doesn't pan out, everyone's going to turn on the Zach Klein guy. Uh, I was going to say he has a blue check mark, but apparently that doesn't matter anymore on Twitter. So I don't know if he's actually a legit reporter in Atlanta or he just paid $5 or whatever it is to, <laughs> to get a check mark and just toss that, that fish in the room. Like, Hey, Atlanta, Carolina week one. Um, oh, we're going to see tonight. We're going to find out in about, about three and a half, four hours. So uh, schedule releases at eight o'clock. Uh, you can probably go to the Panther site or actually go to uh, go over to uh, sports illustrated um, Skylar stuff and they'll have it there. I'm sure. Uh, and again, We've all been kind of busy the past two weeks. I know Stu was at Wells Fargo last week. 
uh, high school state baseball and softball play. I also started in North Carolina, so I've been running around all over the place. Scott, you got a coach in West Virginia that's been in the news past couple of days that's kept you busy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it's a mess. Hey, off topic, but not off topic. Uh, shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, one went away out there going crazy. Yo, they I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go to a game. You should see if you can do the. Uh, don't they do like the horn or whatever at the beginning? The don't siren. They? Yeah, the siren. Yeah, see they've been talking. They've, they've been talking about it. Yeah. So ho- ho- hopefully they win tonight, so that way we get that action. You can do it in the Eastern Conference Finals. Plus, Boston went out early, uh, yeah. first round. Um, kind of like Seattle Mariners style. Remember that Seattle Mariners team that won like a yeah, billion games <laughs> and then lost like first round or whatever in the playoffs. Uh, the, the Hurricanes are are set up to just kind of keep going. So I don't know yeah. a look about hockey, um, which is sad because I have like multiple sports shows in North Carolina and radio stations. <laughs> I can't even talk about them because I don't, <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't know anything about it. Um, I probably should. So because it looks like they're not going home anytime soon. Uh, and shout out to this is off topic too. Shout out to the Lakers and the Warriors for making yeah, me shout out to Steph Curry. <laughs> They've made me so tired the past oh, two. Staying up watching them games, bro. I've been with my age uh, watching this series because these these things are starting at like ten o'clock, and yeah, that is late. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I, we mad. So I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm old and mad. <laughs> I'm angry and old, and just like every night it ends up with me in bed. I wait. I, I blink, and when I open my eyes, it's two in the morning. The Heat Knicks game is back on, and I'm, I have no idea who won. <laughs> like I fall asleep somewhere in the third quarter, and I just, yeah. oh, <laughs> wait, this isn't. Oh, it's two in the morning. What? Ha- oh no! And then I gotta wait until the morning to figure it out. But it's my two favorite players, so I mean, well, fellas, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been nice uh, chatting. <laughs> any any last words for the season finale of Believe in Carolina Panthers from you, gentlemen? Uh, man, appreciate everybody listening in. Um, this has been uh, a nice introduction, you know, to to the Believe in Panthers podcast, Believe in Believe Network, um, and I look forward to more things. Scott Panthers. T- Panthers, we probably about to have a fun. We're going, play- we going, we going to the playoffs, <laughs> baby. Have a fun season doing yeah. this. I, yeah, I think there's uh there's probably a few episodes here and there where during the season last year we were just like, oh man, we got to record, but uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's going to be a little different. It'll be a little bit more fun. So thank you for for watching, tuning in, Stu. Thanks for coming on with us this year, and look forward to working with both of y'all again next season. Yeah, the, the show took a turn when Stu joined us. Uh, shout out to you coming on, bro. Uh, yeah. The the fans have started to find us a little bit here. I know Believe has been really happy with the progress the show has made over the past three years, but especially this year. Uh, me and Skylar weren't even doing video last year. We were just dropping audio podcasts. So switching over to uh, doing video as well has helped. Um, the the conversations we've had, the the topics we've had, I've probably laughed more doing this podcast than anything else that I, that I have to record over the course of a week. Yeah, so, y'all want to tune in and just hear people laughing. Come yeah, in, come in. We'll, we'll just do an episode of the three of us trying to we pronounce their names. We, not, we are we are not experts on anything. We are just people <laughs> just trying to find our way. We just try to we just Panther fans just living life, just just hoping these Panthers can put something together. That's it, you know. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll be back. This is the season finale. I've got children that I I, I can't remember what they look like, so I, I got to reclaim myself with them. Uh, and they're like right down yeah. the hall and like yeah. all this stuff going on. 
You got a boy? Two girls. Yeah, two, two girls. girls? Yeah, one yeah. a senior in high school and one in sixth grade. So you know, help, send help, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's danger time over here. One of them probably taller than you now. You ain't seen her. So almost they're getting there. I'm yeah. six two. So I mean they got a little ways to go. My daddy was six eight. So I mean I come okay. from tall. Well, you tall, ain't you? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure we'll figure this out for uh for uh because I might come down for preseason too, uh in August. Right. So maybe we can all get up. Get some wings yeah, or something. You trying to look down on me either, man. I'll, I'll knock you out. <laughs> How tall are you? You what are you like? You're five six, ten, baby. I'm oh, a I'm a you uh, you uh, you Bryce height. You can look Bryce yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah, man. Keep talking. <laughs> All right, fellas. <laughs> we out. We out of here. Right. Uh, we'll we'll let you guys know when we're back again. A uh, new episode probably later on in July. Unless something crazy happens between now and then. You've been listening and watching to the Believe in Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks. Keep at them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.